turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is the podcast where adult siblings look back on obscure kids' cartoons of yesteryear. I'm Melissa. I'm Jams. Jams, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm all right. I I went for a drive. I looked at beautiful fall foliage and Halloween decorations. Is that like, is that like the thing to do? Like when you were in Christmas, you drive around? And like, look at like lights. Is that what you do in, in the fall? Is yeah. You, tree, you go tree watching? Yeah, yeah, basically October through December. Well, all time of year, but this is the prime time for gawking at houses. Yeah. It's house gawking season. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, do you want to do a what's new Scooby Doo before we get into the show? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to edit out me stopping to think if I've encountered anything new. But yeah, we can do it. That's okay. So, uh, What's New Scooby-Doo is a segment where we talk about any new animation or films we've watched recently. Uh, Mel, have you watched anything new recently? Not anything new. I'm watching through Venture Brothers again for, I think, mm. the fifth time in my life and the second time this calendar year. And I'm also... As it is the Halloween season, watching every Treehouse of Horror episode of The Simpsons. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. If you go to Disney Plus in their Halloween like special section, they've pulled out all of the Treehouse of Horrors for you. That's very good. I hope to go do that. I haven't watched too much uh, recently. Uh, uh, the most recent, before the show started, we watched the trailer for Wolfwalkers, which yeah. is from the same makers as uh, Song of the Sea. Uh, and I think another one. I, I Oh, Secret of Kells? Oh, Secret of Kells, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very always very visually stunning movies and Wolfwalkers looks to be just the same. Yeah, I love those character designs. I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm just very always patiently waiting for the next, next episode of Hypnosis Mike to come mm. out. I'm watching, I think I watch that TV, I watch that intro every day, I think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I'm I'm very pleased with the show, and I'm very happy to get into an anime on the ground floor. Nice, like yeah. Just coming out. That is a rare experience. Yeah, no, it's been nice. Uh, so, to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. The uh, famous a, meat and potatoes. The famous meat and potatoes. Can you name a better pair of the meat and potatoes? You can. It's Tom and Jerry. Uh, <laughs> today, we watched uh, Tom and Jerry the movie. Yes. Uh, it came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Phil Roman. Written by Dennis Marks. Composed by Henry Mancini. Uh, this movie is... I don't know what month this came out, but this movie is like maybe as old as me. Yeah, uh, I would have been... Two or almost two, and you would have been perhaps none or a couple months old. Uh, it came out July 30th. So it came oh out my god. My... <laughs> it came out in my birth month. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm only a little older than this movie, which is weird to think about. Wow, weird. Yeah. It's also very weird, like, thinking about... Because you grow up, like, watching a lot of movies, mm. uh, but you never think about the fact that they came out before you. Yeah. Um, and did mom and dad like hear about it and say like, 
oh, we'll remember this for when the children are older. <laughs> James will watch this in two years. <laughs> and he will remember it in 18 more years. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie that I have felt haunted by for my entire ha- life. Oof. Haunting is a very good word. Haunting was the first kind of note I made. This, <laughs> this movie is hauntingly nostalgic. Right. There's something incredibly striking about all of it. Like, I couldn't tell you where the plot was going to go, but, like, I could tell you this is how this line is going to be read. This is how this character is going to gesture at something. It's been seared in my brain so specifically, but only in these fragments. And I would go through large periods of my life forgetting about this movie and then suddenly like painfully remembering it <laughs> not because it's <laughs> like a, a bad sleeper movie agent or i had a bad experience with it just like you remember something so hard like your body jolts like you got struck by lightning Oof. Yeah. i wonder if this was a tape that we had when we were really little and we watched it a bunch and then maybe like the tape broke or we gave it away to another family because i don't remember watching this no, I I don't think we could recover this tape today. So I think yeah, it must have broke at some point, which is why I can't never... even picture the tape in my mind. Like maybe it used to play on some TV channel all the time. I tried to remember where I was when I would watch this movie. I don't remember any circumstances around this movie or the last time as a child I did watch it. I just remember like every dance step. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is just like things I forgot I remembered. Yes. Know? Like, uh, like specifically, like the milk carton scene, like when that yes. comes up, I'm like, yes, that, that, <laughs> that sticks out in my mind. And I didn't remember that I remembered it until that happened. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, let's talk about the plot of the movie a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is Tom and Jerry, the movie. This is a movie they've been, they were trying to make like from the height of Tom and Jerry and it took them, I think it took them like 20 years. They wanted when to make this to the 70s. was the height of Tom and Jerry exactly? Because like, I don't know. I don't know when they exist in time. It must be the 70s because they are a Hanna-Barbera production. Yeah, that's where everything strived for Hanna-Barbera. So they have to be... Is this, is this pre or post Flintstones? Oof. I think this I need is a, post. I need a Hanna-Barbera timeline. Hanna-Barbera. Uh, if you... If you have a Hanna Barbera timeline, please uh, email it to us at SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it's giving us like all of these different shorts. When when are the major shows? Well, you're looking it, it up. Uh, I'm going to explain the plot of this movie. Uh, so Tom and Jerry, it starts on them like in their antics, like chasing each other, oh, trying to it, trying to mutilate each other. What's up? I will say they originated in 1941. So yeah, they are wow. older than the Flintstones. That's crazy. Wow. I guess that makes sense though. That's that's so weird to think about. Like this is something Steve Rogers would remember, like before he got put in ice. Yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, <laughs> wow, they're uh, 80 years old. This property yes that's crazy uh anyway so like they're the movie starts with them doing their antics and then uh tom in tom is supposed to move out with the family but he gets left behind almost home alone style but then the, but then the <laughs> yeah. house gets uh demolished the next day uh, yeah this is down to the wire that move out yeah so they are pushed out onto the streets both tom and jerry reluctant reluctantly sticking together until they interact with another uh, large, well, 
Tom's not a large animal. Medium animal and tiny <laughs> animal, tr- like, duo. Uh-huh. Uh, who talk, and then they we find out that Tom and Jerry talk, uh, which then, I think, curses the rest of the movie. <laughs> you think this is a cursed scenario? It's not a blessed scenario. <sighs> this isn't a boon. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know what to do with this film. <laughs> yeah. I... Is this the, the movie also fo- like follows them like while they're out in the street like running into this orphan girl who's having like a rough time at home uh and then you find out she's not an orphan and her dad's trying to come get her but her guardians want to collect on her dad's like uh like enormous fortune. So it's a lot of like chase scenes, like running mm. away from home, like getting turned in for the money, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not all in all it's like uh, not very memorable like I didn't remember the plot at all I just right. remembered specific scenes yeah <laughs> yeah there's also like uh, let's let's talk about the voice actors because uh-huh. uh, you can't beat uh, Tom's voice actor the the very wonderful Richard Kind yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah similar to the way Bing Bong was a character in the <laughs> The, the rest of her mind had forgotten about and then suddenly remembered so has tom and jerry the movie resurfaced in my life yeah if you don't know who richard kind is you actually do uh <laughs> google google him look on look for him on youtube you definitely know his voice his voice is one in a million yes yes you saw him on tv when you were a kid yeah 100 percent, 100 percent uh, Mel, I also want to point out uh, one of the things we know Richard Kind from. He did one year after this production. After this uh, thing, about three projects down the line, uh, he was Whamthool in Quest of the Delta Knights. I'm so happy you brought this up. Yes, every time Richard Kind shows up, I just picture him saying, Magi? I didn't order yeah. any Magi. You did? You do? Just maps. Just like a, Why do they keep giving me maps? I don't know anything about maps. He does a phone scene in a in a like medieval movie. It's so weird. <laughs> Quest of Delta Knights is one of the MST3K episodes, and it's it's, it's a very good one. It's one of the ones we grew up on, so it's it's very uh, part. It's very much a part of our psyche. <laughs> that and Invasion of the Neptune Men. Those are that's imprinted onto my mind yeah i'm a big fan of uh, (laughs) welcome to our side podcast about mystery science theater 3000 i'm a big fan of overdrawn at the memory bank yeah i love overdrawn at the memory bank that's right i I rewatch that one a lot it's the story i feel like i care about the most outside of it being an mst3k like if this was a thing i just saw on tv minus mike and the robots i'd kind of be into it yeah was the actor in that the same guy that plays gomez it's Raul Julia, the late no and one, great. No wonder I love him. Mm. Uh, no wonder that movie's good. But yeah, you would definitely know uh, Richard Kind. He voices Tom. Uh, the voice of uh, Jerry in this movie is uh, the late Dana Hill. Uh, Rip. Mm. You would probably know her most from National Lampoon's uh, European Vacation. Uh, she was in Son- Susan Sonic the Hedgehog uh, oh. as young Sally and a bunch of other voices. She was... Uh, I believe in, in the original Goof Troop, she was Max. Wow. Oh, so, yeah. I can hear yeah. that. Tank Muddlefoot and Darkwing Duck. Like a very recognizable uh, 
cartoon voice actor that's unfortunately no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, uh, the one of the characters in this movie is a lawyer named uh, Lickboot, Lick which boot. is just Chef's Kiss, like just a <laughs> wonderful, just a wonderful uh, name for any character, mm-hmm. especially for one uh, set up to be the villain like this is. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. When I when I thought when I heard him in the movie, I thought he was uh, I thought he was Vincent Price because he he has <laughs> that like Vincent Priceism. <laughs> he fits he fits the price. <laughs> the, the the price was not right uh, in this scenario. He is voiced no. by Tony J, also yeah. a legend. Yeah, he is Furlo in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, he's who is this in Beauty and the Beast? Monsieur Darquette? I don't know that, who that character is. Oh, he's the guy who um, runs that asylum that Gaston is trying to send Maurice to. Oh, okay. I think. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's. <laughs> he's in X-Men Legends, the video game, is the voice of Magneto. Oh, fits. cool! Oh, yeah. he'd be a great Magneto! Yeah. Uh, he's in... Uh, I don't... Um, he's, I don't... He's... Hold on. Uh... He was Megabyte in Reboot My Two Bobs, a reboot movie, which will now be added to the list. (laughs) I didn't know Reboot had a movie, let alone that it was called My Two Bobs. I don't even remember. Was I supposed to remember the first Bob? Do they get a second Bob? Bob is the the uh, main character. Oh. Of Reboot. I know. It doesn't. It's not a very main character name. I couldn't. Di- I could not name a single character from Reboot. There's. Uh, I can guess at what uh, their names might be. Like, there's probably go. a guy named Chip, but I can't tell you that for certain. Uh, there's a character named Dot. Oh, Dot! I think I remember. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh. Anyway, Tony J. Fantastic voice actor. Fantastic voice. Mm. Um. And also, not a very common like voice actor. I think. Yeah. But Rip Rip Taylor plays a small part in this movie. Yes, uh, and Rip Taylor is just you. You another. He's not quite up to Richard uh, Richard kind, uh, <laughs> but you definitely know his voice. Yes, yes. I'm trying to think of where a person might know him from. Did he have a, a brief cameo in one of the Wayne's World films? He must have. Like, he must have. He's a guy you have seen do a cameo in something. He was. He throws he was, confetti he, around. He was in Wayne's World too as Rip Taylor. Oh, <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, he was in DuckTales the movie as the genie. Uh, oh! Something we also need to watch. Oh, yes. he's, in, he's in Whatever Happened to Robot Jones. He's Whoa! Uh, Mr. Mick Mick Mick. I love this. I love this as a concept. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely know uh, Rip Taylor. He's... Oh, wait. He was, in, he was Uncle Fester in the 1992 Addams Family series? Oh my god. Oh, the animated one, not the live action oh. one. Interesting. That that one we also need to watch. We'll watch yeah, that next Yeah, the one October. that was on, like, Fox Family before it was ABC Family, before it was Freeform. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, interesting. Yeah, we definitely need to watch that. Oh, Jim mm. Cummings was in that. Um, Let's talk about Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, the plot of this film. So they, so Tom is a pet cat in this house that is a small <laughs> house in the middle of a giant city, like an Up. 
and it's going to be torn down to make room for something like an up. And he's going to go leave with his family. And Jerry, who I was surprised to learn was a pest. <laughs> I forgot he wasn't also a pet that they had because my roommate has three pet mice. Uh, and we've only been living together for a year, but it's become normalized in my mind. Like, oh, a, a mouse is a pet you have. A mouse is a valued member of the family. So when he just, like, crawled out of a hole, I was like, oh, oh, that's right. That's how other households go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's also, I also, put, like, it's a weird thought that when Tom, like, is, like, moving out with the family, that Jerry would also move out. Like, I feel like <laughs> it would be a better situation for him to stay. And, like, have, like, a whole house to be at home. And I guess he loses his food source, but... Maybe know. he knows it's going to be demolished the next morning. I don't think he does. He, no, they must have sent the family a piece of paper. This family is also nobody. It's like a, a, a <laughs> yeah, blonde family's woman. nobody. <laughs> it's a blonde woman who says two things. The family are not characters. We say family. I don't know if we get evidence that it's anybody beyond the blonde woman. I think there's a man's voice, too. But we don't see him? Who knows? These these aren't people. They aren't part of Tom and Jerry (laughs) canon, I don't believe. Yeah. Yeah, so Tom, he's cuddled up in the car. He's getting ready to move. And then, like, Jerry scampers out. And Tom, vindictively, is like, no. I'm going to nail you back into the house. I'm going to force you back into your mouse hole. Nail it shut. You're not getting out of here. And then while he's doing that, the family just leaves without him. You know, yeah. they, they count the neighbor boy instead of him. They forget Kevin at home. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that this house is next to hu- two huge parking garages. <laughs> Were because they parking whenever you garages get a... specifically? Yeah, because whenever you get a backdrop of, like, the house and, like, the background, it's just two colors with, like, stripes <laughs> that uh-huh. look like huge parking garages. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. So maybe that's why they were demolishing this house. But yeah, so they, they demolish the house. Uh, Tom and Jerry get, like, they get, uh, they're on, like, the wrecking ball, and, like, it zooms up and, like, pushes them out of the house, and they watch the house get destroyed mm-hmm. for a long time. That wrecking ball is up in that tree where they were at for a long time. <laughs> Major hang time. Major hang time. Uh, and then they just kind of start taking to the streets and, like... <laughs> Uh, but not together. They escape from the house together, but then immediately, once they're out of like immediate peril, Tom is like, you get out of here. I never want to see you again. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're splitting paths here. We're going our own way. Yeah. So, but uh, Jerry's doing that thing where he's just like watching Tom and like following him and like laughing at his, like, he tries to go into a restaurant yeah, and, uh... and it is promptly kicked out. <laughs> Uh, right. So first off, the restaurant is called Bill and Joe's Steak and Seafood after uh, William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. Oh, There's a know. sign in the window labeled "Famous Meat and Potato." <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to make that reference at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. I was no. really struck by this sign. I also am so baffled by this trope in kids cartoon movies where an animal goes into a restaurant and the people in the restaurant aren't like hey oh buddy you're you're not supposed to be here you know i'm gonna send you outside they're like get out you (laughs) monster if there's one thing i've learned from years of walking to a bar jokes is that bartenders will serve anybody (laughs) yeah but not uh restaurateurs 
Not a sous chef. They have a disdain for cats of all kinds. So Tom's out, out on the street again. And in an alley, the two of them encounter Pugsy, a dog wearing a lot of clothes. A lot of clothes. Like a hat, <laughs> like a shirt, and then like an outer shirt. Like yeah, he's got a shirt, a vest, and a scarf. Uh, no pants or shoes. Maybe I mean, like he's slowly collecting an entire outfit until he has like a man costume. And then he's, he's going to go inside uh, Bill and Joe's steak and seafood. Perhaps. But yeah, they do the whole spiel like, you, you guys can't be fighting. You, oh. Tom, and Jerry. Yeah. You guys need to be uh, friends like me, uh, the Pugsy, and what's the name of the, the um, flea? Frankie, Frankie the flea, who's like a little flea who lives on him because he's, he's a dog. Like, he's got like a New York accent. Um, he sounds and... like um, either Linny or Squiggy. <laughs> I forget which one is which, but that's Squ what Frankie sounds like. Linny from Simpsons is, is Squiggy from Simpsons? No, remember... Um, uh, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, you know, I don't remember. I, okay. I remember the name, but yeah, I don't remember him. I watched a lot of Nick at Night as a kid. Maybe you weren't there. Yeah, that was your folly. <laughs> you had no interest in Brady Bunch. No, not really. Uh, the movies were better than the show. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and then they're like, you have to, uh, like, you have to be friends. Like, these are our names. What's yours? And then Tom's like, I'm Tom. And Jerry's like, I'm Jerry. And then they do the iconic <laughs> line where they look at each other and be like, you can talk? Why didn't you ever talk before? Yeah, Jerry says, there was nothing I wanted to say that I thought you'd understand. And there still isn't. <laughs> Except for the rest of the movie where they continue to have a dialogue. <laughs> yeah, they don't shut up from this point on. Unfortunately. Yeah, and this and this uh, this is the the high point of the movie, and then it just gets lower from here. <laughs> they do a nice little song and dance about right. being friends, which would Pugsy and Frankie do that, and then they're like, "Why don't you give it a try?" And I thought they were gonna say like, "Why don't you try being friends and like being chubby?" But then they just repeat the same number that they just yeah, did. Yeah, what, the, what they mean is you sing the exact song we just taught you. You were listening, yeah. right? This was a teaching opportunity. We're yeah. going to take this little cane and this even smaller cane out of nowhere. Here you go. They're <laughs> both perfectly sized for you. Let's all do a little song and dance number yeah. about friendship together. Tom and, and Jerry this... have, have sonographic memory. They can remember <laughs> any song and dance once shown to them. Right. I mean, if they were only put on Broadway, they'd be a huge hit. The song goes, uh, the greatest gift in life is a friend. It pays a daily dividend, <laughs> which is a phrase I didn't get as a child. And now Yo. I'm like, yeah, let's put this financial lingo into this friendship song for four-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Not ideal. Uh, do you think if at that moment we're like, what are your names? If they didn't talk... Would it still would it have been a better movie for it? I don't know. Richard Kind repeatedly screaming throughout this film has got to be not worth something. I'm not talking. You can see Richard Kind in so many other movies. Uh, <laughs> Does he scream so much? Uh, if you look at the right movies, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that if they if they didn't talk, if they were just like, no, we can't talk. We're we're Link. We're we're uh, protagonists. We cannot talk. I think this would be a better movie. 
I'm not sure. I will say that this is a movie that is shockingly harsh. Like every bad guy in this movie is a bad oh, yeah, yeah. guy. They're like Tom and Jerry villains. are like such jerks to each other. <laughs> it's so like Robin, who we meet in a little bit, Robin is pure good. Your father is pure good. It's, and then everybody else is like, okay, chaotic evil. Her dad could be Captain Planet. Oh my like, god. He is, he is Her that dad good. looks like if they had cast Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a big vibe. He also flies a helicopter all the way from Tibet. <laughs> right, he's flying a I wrote down a tailspin plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to so, the dad. So they go through this whole song and dance routine and then uh Pugsy's like, You want something to eat? Maybe that that'll take your mind off. Uh, trying to kill each other right uh, and and tom will not let jerry eat he's like i'm gonna trap you under a flower pot or something that he finds in the alley he's like no you're not coming with me don't be 12 feet of me you're i know we just sang a song a about being friends but we are no longer friends <laughs> i get food and you don't and that's it <laughs> i am your god and i have decided yeah i mean yeah that's what he acts like but yeah, before uh, Tom can cross like the hole in the fence to join Pugsy, he gets snatched up by some dog catchers who look like just like quintessential henchmen. Like they right. have like trench coats on and like uh, ski masks, like different colored ski masks. Mm. And one of them looks like the Wrecker from Marvel. So <laughs> not familiar with this character. Uh, the Wrecker is he's he looks like that. Like he has like a trench coat and like a purple ski mask. But okay. he has a crowbar that is made from the same metal that Thor's hammer is made from, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't so know he, that one's name. So it's like super powered, like crowbar. Is this crowbar that, from Asgard? Do they have need of a crowbar there? I'm not super sure. I don't remember the original story. Okay. All right. Well, the next thing that happens to Tom after... Uh, you know these friends these new friends he's been following around disappear is that he is accosted by a a seedy grimy street gang of jazz cats yes that's a good way like, to put it who are just singing an entire song about how bad they are they're like we're mean and gross you gotta be like us or you'll never survive the streets they also rhyme the whole time and don't stop uh, yeah like it's uh <laughs> He just gets West Side storied, basically, yeah. but it's it is not the same height of art 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 and grace <laughs> and meaning. I mean, the the songs in this movie aren't bad. No, well, they aren't bad, but they're not memorable. I don't remember the words to any of these songs. I have always remembered the words to these songs. Maybe I focus on everything else but the songs, and you focus on the songs. Right. The songs have been burned in my memory forever. Like, God, there is a line from the friendship song that I have thought about, like, every eight months of my adult life. And? <laughs> it, it is? It is so what the heck. Here's what we recommend. The greatest gift in life is a friend. It pays a daily dividend. Be like us and start a trend. Be friends to the end. Okay. And I'd like to think that that has guided me uh, to many great <laughs> friendships that I wouldn't have if it weren't for, for Pugsy and Frankie. 
Thank bless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't find out why. Oh yeah, he can throw the the crowbar and have it return to him. Uh, but okay. I can't, out, I can't figure out why. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> mm. This made it's it's all like it's giving me like the full story, not a summary. So. Uh, but yeah, that <laughs> we'll is learn record. later. We'll find something yeah. that the wrecker is in and cover that. So, yeah. uh, after these jazz cats show up, threaten him, and then leave, I didn't write that part down, but the jazz cats aren't here anymore, and they never show yeah. up again. No, no, it's just to show you that life is tough on the streets, and everyone right. rhymes. Everyone rhymes, and they're either here to endear themselves to you or threaten you, but only in rhyme. <laughs> the, the real lesson of this movie is don't trust anybody who is not the starling family yep yeah so then we meet our first starling which is uh while tom and jerry are out, out on their luck uh under by a bridge they spy a girl running uh with a backpack and kind of hiding under the bridge and they kind of like mm. poke out like hey you good you're they, under a bridge. They sneak, they sneak up on her, which seemed like a weird choice for me for just two animals to do. Yeah. So they meet, uh, we meet Robin Starling, uh, who is classic, classic runaway from home, like little girl <laughs> character, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she has a locket with her name on it, um, which is uh, always a significant key point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think I would wear a locket with my name on it. That feels like a very gauche thing to do. Man, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd wear a locket. Maybe, maybe with like an initial on it. What if we put our last name on it? That's different. That's different. Your full name. She has her <laughs> full name on the locket. No, it just says like Robin. a dog tag. It doesn't say Robin Starling or presumably her full name, Robin Hawk Dove. Blue Jay Starling. What are you talking about? Is that her full name? No, it, it must be because her name is Two Birds. <laughs> I didn't realize that. We You're don't right. get her dad's first name, but presumably his name is like Falcon. <laughs> Falcon Starling. We're getting we're getting dangerously close to, to Thunderbirds. <laughs> but yeah, so like they meet and like I this is where it kind of turns like. Instead of convincing her, like, join us. Like, let's all be on the street. She's like, no. They're like, you gotta go home, man. Like, we just left our house that got demolished. How about you go back to an actual house? It's pretty cool. Yeah, and they're like, we'll go with you. You know, because the situation she's coming from is that her mom died when it was a, she was a baby. Her dad, as we said, is this kind of adventurer. And he supposedly died in an avalanche. And she's been living with her mean Aunt Fig who gave her a room away to a dog and she hates yeah. it there. It's and not she even like her real aunt. Like she mentions, she says that she's like, it's just my guardian. And I think yeah. it's just like her nanny who has like a really like cool lawyer friend I who's going to help her get money. Yeah. I don't know how this person is her legal guardian. If she is like a distant aunt or great aunt on either side of her family. I don't, I don't think they're related. I think it's literally, she was a nanny but because like her her dad died, she became the legal guardian. Huh. I think that's what happened. I don't know. She calls her Aunt Fig though. Yeah, and but she, she talks also says it's not my real aunt. I don't know. 
Oh, I might have missed that part. I was thinking about how she's telling us, like, her whole life story. She's like, I lived there. She gave my room away. I had to escape. Then I wound up here. And it. I wondered if there's another verse in the movie where we follow Robin through this actual narrative she's living, and then suddenly Tom and Jerry show up. <laughs> that might be the better movie. Uh, you know I, would, I would like it if Tom and Jerry were just supporting characters instead of the protagonists. Like if they were just on the side, you know, they're, they're Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to somebody else's <laughs> narrative. Like a reverse Doctor Who. <laughs> right. There's like a person going through like actual emotional arcs and they're just hitting each other on the sidelines, just getting into mischief. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we meet uh, Aunt Fig. Uh, we take, uh, they take her back to, like, Robin back to her house. We meet mm. Aunt Fig, uh, and her lawyer friend, uh, uh, who is, uh, Mr. Lickboot. I don't think we ever get his first name. It's probably Lawrence. Lawrence Lickboot. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Her name is, uh, is, it's such a weird first name. Oh, I didn't it's... write it down. Oh, it's, isn't it just, like, Christine? No, it's Pristine. It's Pristine? It's Pristine Fig, because I remember... Oh my... Bringing it up to my coworker, like, what a buck wild name that would be. Wow. Who names their kid Pristine? That's such a high Pris- standard. Pristine! And Pr- uh, Pristine Fig looks just like a human Ursula. Yeah, yeah. Like, She's just a, like, a, a redheaded Ursula, yes. Yeah, just like in the next life, this is what Ursula became. Uh, and Look Boot is just, he just looks like Vincent Price. He just has a, a pencil thin mustache and a suit and slick back hair. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, they, they, they have this kind of classic bad guy look to them. She also has this dog named Ferdinand, who's very fat and rolls around on a skateboard. Yeah. And sort of, like, hisses. He has this really raspy half-voice. Yeah, he's like a, like a Disney snake character. Uh, but he doesn't really, like, throughout the movie, he doesn't really do a lot. Like, he's mostly yeah. there as, like, the comedic support, but yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big he... fan of, like, laughing at just an obese dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody help him. Please. Like, you gave him a skateboard. Give him a diet. <laughs> <laughs> Get this dog healthy again. <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody cares about this dog's health. Please. For penny the day. <laughs> they probably stole that skateboard. Probably. Uh, is this it was where they probably sing Robin's skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, is this where they sing about money? Yes. This is yeah. another scene that has been stuck with me my whole life. It's such this... an interesting song because it's it's Fig and it's Lickboot. Just it's just money. Like there's no other motive. Yeah. It is so base that they're like, we want money because it's money. Yeah. It's money. like a big money opera. <laughs> it's, it's, a, not it's, even, it's not even a song. It's, it's literally just like a talk sing opera. Right. And like the pace of the song is like so languid. Yeah. It's I, not great. I, I like it because it's so strange and it's got such a weird, slow, groggy tempo to it. I would rather it be dissonant than languid, and I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I, I dug it. Uh, I wrote in my notes, uh, this is the second lustiest cartoon song Tony J has ever sung after Hellfire. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing overtly sexual in the song, but the tone of it is lustful. Hmm. They lust for the money. 
uh, there's one bit where there's like dollar signs floating around and then the lines of the dollar signs turn into their outlines and they dance with each other, which is a yeah. particularly neat bit yeah. of animation. There is then, good like animation in this movie. Like there's yeah. a chase sequence later and like the animation feels like very like it feels very like classic Tom and Jerry, like yeah. a lot of like classic, like a bridge splitting in half down the middle bits, like a cartoon, like twisting and turning as it drives. Just yeah. very fun animation. Do you want to new- know the next two notes that I have? What? Uh, uh, evil big dog. Cause we, <laughs> we, we see Ferdinand be mean and angry. Uh, yes. And then the next note is evil big dog drowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they push him into the pool. No, it's not even that. Uh, when Because uh, we see Robin like, I, I, I really can't take it here. Yeah, We're leaving. Yeah. We're going to go somewhere safe where my dad always used to take me. Uh, and we'll, if he is alive, we'll meet up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they escape again. And, of course, they go back to the bridge. And they find, like, a little piece of, like, driftwood. Like an old crate box down by the, by the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, and turn that into a raft. And uh, Fig and Lickboot and Ferdinand, like, come down. And, Fig- and Ferdinand sees them, like, on the raft. Oh, like, right. Like, like pointing at them, and he's like trying to get Fig's attention, like courage. Like he's just like <laughs> trying, yes! trying to speak. By the way, did we mention that Tom and Jerry speak to Robin in this movie? Oh like they're yes, just, they're just animals, and they're just like, oh, by the way, we're talking, and you're not weirded out by this. You right, know how animals yeah. talk? They were shocked to see each other talk, but they com- repeatedly talk to other human beings, and nobody else is shocked from that point in the movie onward. Like, Tom and Jerry, like, in their home life, should have been talking the whole time if all animals talk in this world. Like, why weren't there humans talking to them? Right. We should have seen that blonde woman call the vet. Like, I don't know why he's not talking yet. Uh, Can I take him in for a checkup? I'm not sure if he's healthy. Man, uh, if you work at a vet, give us, uh, let us know how many nickels (laughs) you would have if you had 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 calls like that all day. Uh, but yeah, so like he's like pointing out at the river, like like raft, raft, river raft, river raft, but they don't understand him. Uh, and so then she like just his, like his, vo- his voice is just a scratch. Yeah, it's just a record scratch. Uh, <laughs> and so like she kicks him, and then he goes zooming off the like top of the bridge, and on his skateboard yes. skips, skips, skips along the river, and almost reaches the raft, and then just falls under the water level, and then it just cuts to the next scene. And I'm like, great. He's dead. Like, <laughs> they're just going to kill this character? Love to see it. Great. <laughs> the next time you see him, he does have a large ice pack on his head, which doesn't yeah. seem like the next step after you fall into a river. I Like, I guess. I thought that was, like, maybe, like, a heating thing, and he caught a cold, but, like. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we do we do see him later. Like, uh, I think this is where we meet the captain, right? Mm, no, no, no. That's later. So they... Uh, they, uh, Fig and Lickbutt, Lickboot get Robin and Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Not Lickbutt. That's a very different film. Different film, different character. <laughs> that's for our adults only Patreon. <laughs> you gotta be 18 Lickbutt Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> so you take him back to this mansion. 
and uh, they're telling Robin, like, we, you're not keeping this cat and mouse anymore. We're going to take them to a friend of ours. His name is oh, Jay yeah. Dr. J. Sweetface Applecheek. He's a veterinarian. <laughs> he loves animals. <laughs> I didn't be pick... safe there. I didn't hear that full name. Dr. J. What is it? Dr. J. Sweetface Applecheek. <laughs> wow. Just a lot of good names in right? this movie. Maybe the best <laughs> thing about this movie. Uh, I didn't pick up on that at all. Like every time, like after that, like mm. I guess I missed that because every time after that, they just call him the doctor. Yeah, his name is Doctor J. Sweetface Applecheek. So uh, Fig takes Tom and Jerry there, and she takes them away like before Robin can say goodbye. She's very upset. Uh, and this guy, he seems super duper sweet at the beginning, and then he takes Tom and Jerry like into the his vet lab basement. And he's been working with those two goons we saw earlier. Yeah, with the wrecking kid- crew. To kidnap pets and then collect the rewards on them when they turn them back into their owners later. Yeah, which I, it feels like this is a gag I've seen before. Yeah. Like in, an, like in another movie, it's a, it's a good bit. It's a good con. But yeah, <laughs> so that gets thwarted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a very minor part of the film. I do want to say that those goons wear their ski masks indoors, which seems unthinkable well, they, to me. They, they like, also they're wear hanging the ski out marks. indoors. Like, they're taking a nap. They're lying down on a couch, sleeping on the job, taking a nap, still with those ski masks on. Here's, I don't like here's it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mel. Their, their identities are secret even to each other. Oh, my God. They are so deeply in love, each other, in love with each other, but they can't. Uh, risk harming each other's families. They're going to get married and their names are just going to be Mr. and Mr. Ski Mask. <laughs> the, the masks. The maskingtons. <laughs> mis- mis- the masks. Ugh. So yeah, like, uh, so of course they put like Tom and Jerry like in cages. Jerry is a mouse, can walk uh, right out of the cage. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's pretty much just what happens. Like, they walk over to like the big control board that mm. releases all the animals. The animals come like running out and like knock over like the henchman and like the uh, the doctor, the good doctor, uh, the good bad doctor. Uh, and and I think I think then no wait. So like at some point, uh, Tom and Jerry found out that uh, Robin's oh, right. dad is alive. Right, yeah, when they were at the mansion before Fig took them away, uh, Fig got a telegram saying that when he was climbing a mountain in Tibet and he was buried in an avalanche, he did survive. Uh, Some locals took him in and are helping him recover. And she's like, he's alive? Well, then he'll come back and get Robin, and then we won't have access to his money as Robin's caregivers. We can never, we're going to burn this. And then also lock Robin in her room so that she yeah. super doesn't know that he's alive. Which I'm and sure we... will stop her dad when he arrives. Right. And we see Robin in her room. She sings a sad song about missing her dad that goes, Do I miss you? Count the stars. Multiply by ten. <laughs> Which is a numerical answer to a yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> Do I miss you? <laughs> Uh, what is four divided by A, where A <laughs> equals yes or no? She, she uh, dreams, she's drawn with crayons, and she draws this cabin where they would spend time, and it's this beautiful rustic A-frame cabin that looks just like the cabin that you can purchase in the Life board game. Oh, you're right. 
I thought it looked nostalgic for a reason. <laughs> it, it's like a very similar design, in my head at least. The, if it wasn't for life, the Tom and Jerry movie might not have had so much significance in my brain because I wouldn't have had that mental trigger to think about it again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is the point where like Tom and Jerry, like they saw that like his dad, her, her dad's alive and they're like, we have to go tell her. I think they meet up again, and this time they really, like, escape yes. uh, on the raft. Okay, so I guess the raft scene was was that was now. Um, I, did, I, I didn't write these down. Yeah. I, this uh, this movie. Um, <laughs> so, like, they get away, and, like, Robin, like, washes up on shore, uh, separate from Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Fig and Lickboot... Oh, this uh, is when it is, right? No, I yeah. did write it down. It's buried yeah. in here among a bunch of other things like Master Cut of Richard Kind Screaming. <laughs> I need to see where Lickboot lives. <laughs> <laughs> we do he see his office. He, we see we his high rise. He probably lives there, too. He has a shark. He has a small shark in a fish tank in his office. Ooh, a sucker fish. It's just uh, a regular shark. It's not like a cameo by Jabberjaw. Oof. There is a cameo we, in this oh, movie. We forgot. Yes, the Droopy Dog is in the uh is in Dr. J Sweetface Apple Cheeks Hall of Stolen Pets. <laughs> He's also in the uh Droopy Dog is in the poster for Tom and Jerry in the movie for this <laughs> tiny cameo. <laughs> Did people love Droopy Dog in 1992? I don't think they loved him. I think people knew Droopy Dog, and that's why he's on the cover. He was a face that could be relied on for children's entertainment. He's so creepy on the cover. He's holding a balloon. (laughs) I often think about why we had the movies that we had when we were kids. Because our parents, they bought us a decent amount of movies, never to the point where it's like, we'll buy the kids all the Disney movies. We just had like a random assortment of them. And I always wonder, like, well, why do we have Aladdin but not... Little Mermaid. Why did we have this one? Like, what if it was Droopy Dog? What if Mom loves Droopy Dog and we just don't talk about it? We just need to talk to our mom more. <laughs> what are your feelings on the early Hanna-Barbera characters? <laughs> Please rank them. Uh, <laughs> Please rank them, Mom. Do you do you like do you like <laughs> Droopy Dog? And she's like, well, count the stars, uh, <laughs> and then divide that by ten. Uh, <laughs> so, because they want to hunt down uh, Fig and Liquid want to hunt down Robin, they's like, well, the only way to like surefire like catch this kid is to put out a reward uh, for a massive amount of money that we don't have. Yeah, that we'll lie to people. Like, we'll get, we'll find out where she is, get her first, and then we won't have to pay anyone a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, so we get the scene of like her like face getting planted on a bunch of milk cartons, which in their eyes was so easy to do back then. This is what I wondered about this scene a lot because there's Fig and Lickboot Lick boot in. The- <laughs> I have to stop saying Lickbutt. <laughs> there they are in the factory watching the cartons get printed. So is yeah. this a thing? Like, if you are the family member who asks to have your kid put on a milk carton, do you get to go on a factory tour as part of this package? <laughs> you know, or- probably. Or is one of the Starling Enterprises like a dairy manufacturer? <laughs> That's probably more likely, but I like to think that you could, it's like, it's like asking to go tour, like, the fire department. 
Like, yeah. They're like, yeah, of course you can. Come on in. You know, we just want people to learn about milk. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> it builds strong bones. <laughs> Maybe this was brand new. They're like, okay, we need to get our face on milk cartons. We got to start making our own milk. <laughs> so then also this milk is circulated almost instantly. Around like every, the world. Around the world. Everyone is seeing it. Everyone's <laughs> looking for that golden ticket in the milk. <laughs> to the point that the next character we meet already has a milk carton of her. Like, this is mm. next day. He oh. just bought this milk. Briefly, we do see a, an interstitial of Robin's dad. He's flying his tailspin plane. And somebody, we don't know who, calls him on the radio and says, your daughter ran away. Nobody knows where she is. And he was yeah. presumably, and then he turns around like, Robin, I'm going to find her. And it's not clear where he was going in the first place <laughs> and where he is turning around. Oh, he's turning around to get to the cabin. He's, he does say, I know she would go to that cabin. So presumably he would be flying home and he has to turn around to get to the cabin. Isn't he in a helicopter? I don't know. I Maybe. He's in a helicopter later, at least. I just don't understand the geography of this film where, like, he's starting at, like... <laughs> he's in, like, Nepal, and he's one direction is home, and other direction is cabin. <laughs> oh, no, I can't go left. I need to go left plus 15 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Robin washes up on shore after, like, they escape on the raft. Yeah. Uh, and we meet uh, Rip Taylor's character, uh, yeah. Ca Captain Kitty, who yes. is this very eccentric, like children's entertainer who like sings a nice song about being like an everything entertainer. Yeah. Uh, but his his major uh, character detail is that he has a sentient puppet on his uh, right hand. Yes. Uh, called like Caw or something like that, like Mister. Oh, I didn't write down his name. Yeah, he is Squawk. Squawk, yeah. It's something, yeah. yeah, something like that. Some bird noise. More yeah. birds in the dang film. Bird on my That's where it's at. But yeah, and like, it's it's very good. There's a lot of characters that have sentient puppets on their hands <laughs> that do a good job. Like, most notably, the dad from, uh, the uncle slash dad from Meet the Robinsons. Where oh, he's yes. married to the puppet on his hand. Oh my uh, god, that's right. Yeah, that's his wife. Uh, oh man but yeah like they like these are like in the same echelon of like sentient enough or like either good acting or sentient enough that you believe they are these are two different characters yeah yeah he's doing a good job and he has this uh animosity with the puppet like they keep arguing with each other i mean similar to like any uh, ventriloquist and dummy relationship yeah. where the dummy is always poking at the ventriloquist. I've never seen a ventriloquist be outright rude to their dummy, and I hope I never do. <laughs> but the that way is th rude. I will toss my ticket. I will tear up my ticket and walk out. I want a refund for this county fair attraction, probably. <laughs> I'm never coming to this casino again. So this movie is set up cat and dog. Can they learn to be friends? Yeah, we've got the, these classic... Can they learn to be friends? Count the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got these classic fights throughout history. Dog and flea. Cat and mouse. Man and puppet. 
Man and Puppy. Like, I felt like, the, like they were being framed as the third in this series of, you wouldn't think we'd be friends, but somehow we kind of manage it. Hannah and Barbara. Wouldn't, wouldn't you know? <laughs> yeah, they were natural enemies out in the wild. <laughs> the wild Barbara was living in a hole in, in Hannah's house. So... Cap, uh, Captain Kitty does this whole like song and dance about being uh, in like the big like movie pictures and like mm. entertaining people, uh, and then he's like, "Lol, he's he's being so nice to Robin this whole time, mm. uh, being a very good adult uh, who just found a, a lost kid. Like, what can we do for you? Can like, can I get you anything? Like, where is where's your folks? What's your story?" There is a puzzling line where he says, "All little girls like milk and cookies, and milk yeah. and cookies is just what we got." Yeah, I hate that. Puppet- yeah, and the puppet says it's all we got, which I think is meant to present this man as sort of a a goofy man child. Yeah, he reminded that makes sense. me a lo- he reminded me a lot of the clown in We're Back, a dinosaur story. Yeah, the like Robin reminds me a lot of of the girl from We're Back, a dinosaur story. Right, and the first time we meet Doctor Chase, Sweetface Applecheek, he seems like he's going to be um. Like the little, he's got a round little figure, like the Julia Child scientist. But they yeah. end up being real mean, like a Professor Screw Eyes. Yeah. That guy's a real Professor Screw Eyes. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, guys, go watch. We're back at Dinosaur Story. We'll do that eventually. But yeah. we just watched it like earlier this year, so yeah. <laughs> like just before we were like, let's get started recording episodes. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll review that soon. Mm. Um, so, uh, he's being, like, real sweet to this girl, and then he takes out the milk, and Squawk sees that, uh, Robin's face is on, and he pulls Mm. him out, pulls the captain outside the door. Yes. And they plot to, uh, uh, cash in the girl Mm. for the money. Uh, so they make the call, Fig and, and, uh, Lickboot head out, and, uh, the doctor overhears this and makes his way out there. But, like, he loses his, like, truck to, the, like, his uh, his henchmen, to the wrecking crew. Yeah, because they're like, we don't... Oh, if we dump you here, we don't have to split the money with you. Exactly. So that's what happened. They go off with the, with the dog-catching car. Mm. And then the doctor sees this, like, ice cream man, like, giving, a, like, away from his cart, like, handing off ice cream. And, like, the cart looks like it's one of those, like, standing mowers. It... Like... <laughs> You're like, right. I know... It's, it's basically... Oh, a deep freeze attached to a bicycle. Which he then steals. But I mean, honestly, I would steal that too. Like We should all have one. That's how we should that like looks... go to the grocery store and back. Yeah, that looks dope. Uh... <laughs> what a Hot Wheels of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a working Hot Wheels. <laughs> Put your cars in the deep freeze. They come out cold. Tiny ice creams inside. Oh, also, we have no sense of space for, like, how far away Robin has no. washed up at Captain Kitty's carnival. I feel like it's, like, the next town over, and then, like, that town has a wooded area. I like, guess, but, Her like, destination is just beyond that. But Applecheek has, like, biked the whole way there. Yeah. It feels a lot, like, a little bit like a Goofy movie in terms of distance. Mm. Uh, in terms of, like, sp- like, a spatial adventure, like, how far they've come. It yeah. feels a lot like that. Goofy movie has a map and like at least one specific real world. Well, this does too, but they're hmm. not going to Tibet. They're going from amorphous town to 
woods somewhere. Yeah. You know, like any movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the captain gets ready to, like, he, like, calls Fig, and he's, like, he puts, like, he talks to, like, Robin, like, I'm going to put you up on this Ferris wheel. He, he owns a, a uh, amusement park, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So that's where this all takes place. Uh, and he puts her on the Ferris wheel and, like, here's a balloon. Let's go for a ride. And then, like, he puts her up at the top and leaves her there, like, all right, I'm cashing you in for money. You stay up there. <laughs> I've trapped you. Which feels like a thing that would spook a lot of kids off Ferris wheels. Like, a lot of the things that happen, like, Ferris wheels already aren't stable. In terms of, like, the notion, like, the carts rock back and forth, and that's pretty upsetting as uh, far as, I, like, well, those the person kinds of rides who, go. I might be the person who has seen this movie the most ever, and I love a Ferris wheel. I mean, that's fair, but you, you've also had as much pro-Ferris wheel media as you've had <laughs> negative. Or more than you've had negative. Ooh, I want to tally this up now. Count the stars. Uh <laughs> But then Tom and Jerry arrive uh, on the scene and they get Robin down and then they uh, the two henchmen arrive and like dive for her and get locked in the in the roller in not the roller coaster in the Ferris wheel and they go up to the top for a nice romantic romantic time. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, they're still up there having the time yeah. of their lives. Mm, uh, holding hands. And then we get oh, and then Robin is like, we got to get out of here before everyone that's just arrived tries to like like steal me away yeah and they hop on captain kitty's steamboat <laughs> you know the thing that's very easy for anyone to drive yeah it's paddle wheel and um there's like a slot machine thing that you push forward and you yeah. put uh wood in an oven <laughs> and that's how steamboat yeah and then you're just good to go it's got like one of those captain wheels all it's very easy anyone could own a steamboat uh <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna be as they're gonna be as big as tiny houses. Imagine if our parents weren't motorcycle people; they were steamboat people. I don't think we live close enough to a river to be steamboat people. But man, <laughs> if you're a steamboat people, uh, please let us know at thirtyimapod@gmail.com. Uh, Tell us about your hobby weekend steamboating, please. Uh, so then we get to the big chase sequence of the movie where. They're on the on the boat. Captain Kitty has his own boat, but he's fighting with Squawk. Mm -hmm. So he's all over the place. Uh, the doctor's on his bike. Uh, I don't think we see the henchmen. I think they're out of the picture. Yeah. Uh, and then Fig and Lickboot and Ferdinand are in the in their car, uh -huh. zipping along. And it's a very like fun and and like active yeah. chase sequence. Uh, I mean, this is the people like... who bought a, who brought us wacky races, so it ought That's to be. True. That's true. Uh, so then it ends up with, like, the Doctor and, uh, Lick... Uh, not the Doctor. The Doctor and the Captain, like, knocking each other out. Uh -huh. uh, so they're out of the race. And I think this is the point where we find, like, Robin finds... Or no, like, Fig and Lickboot realize, like, okay, I know where they're going and take a shortcut. And we don't see them for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but then Robin's like, I know where we are. All this looks familiar. And goes up into uh the cabin that she's like mm. oh this is she calls it something like robin's escape or something uh, yeah robin's... there's a sign on the road pointing to it and it says robin's nest yeah robin's nest there it is yeah so they go to this log cabin and fig and lickboot are waiting for them there 
as an ambush and then somebody knocks over an oil lantern and instantly the place goes up in flames and i don't know why you were keeping an oil lantern in a log cabin i don't know why you lit it the very first thing and then knocked it over it's still daylight outside yeah (laughs) i mean i guess there's no lights in a log cabin it's a log cabin (laughs) oh no it's a modern log cabin you know it doesn't look like it Falcon like Starling is a man of money. There's a full suite of electric lights and, like, a stove can, and a TV. You can be a man of money and still want simple living. No electricity in your cabin? Some people do that. Yeah. I just wouldn't have taken Falcon Starling for that kind of person. <laughs> you don't know Falcon like you think you do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the fire has started. Uh, Fig and Lickboot, like leave they they hightail it out of there they're like this kid isn't worth this much money let's uh, not die ki- yeah this kid isn't worth death and robin is like upstairs and she's like i'm not going with you like i'll, I'll never like go with you anywhere even if it's to my away from my death uh, <laughs> i'll die here i'll die here oops guess i'll die here and so Tom and Jerry like look through the window and see this, and then they get up on the roof with a rope and lower her, lower a rope down to her, pull her back up, and uh, enter. Just as Fig and Lookboat leave, enter what it would Falcon Starling. <laughs> I was I was said Victor. His name could be anything. It <laughs> could be anything. We just presume that it's Falcon. Enter Reggie Starling. <laughs> uh, they're like in a helicopter, like, and he like swoops down and like grabs Robin just in time, and then she's like, no. Like, it's super dope to see you, Dad, but also, I just befriended the talking cat and mouse. They're still on that roof. She and says, we, she thinks they've been subsumed by flame, and she says, my best friends are gone. This cat and mouse whom I have known for maybe 48 hours. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Robin's charming enough as a heroine, but she seems to have no other connections in her life. Besides Tom and Jerry and her dad. Yeah, she doesn't have friends. She only knows what? her dad. and Does that's she it. go to school? No. She's an orphan. <laughs> Newly orphaned. Like, after her dad died, where they're like, well, uh, you can't doesn't finish. Matter. You can't she's finish a... the third grade. If she's a story orphan, she's always been one. That's how she's story ne- writing works. <laughs> yeah, when she was born, they're like, there's something off about this kid. She feels like an orphan. I know both <laughs> of us are alive, honey, but our kid feels like she's giving off orphan energy. Should we be worried? I think we should be worried. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like Robin and like Falcon, I keep wanting to say Victor. Uh, who, is Victor Starling someone? I don't know. Um, and so they like they turn back and then we just like watch like Tom and Jerry like get to like the top of like mm. the chimney to like try and reach out for help and then the house just like fucking collapses and Tom <laughs> and Jerry just like fucking die. <laughs> that's the end. And that's what it feels like. It feels like cuz it does collapse for like a long time just like the collapse <laughs> of their house in the beginning. This is the end of Tom and Jerry. The Tom and Jerry franchise will continue on. Their parts will be played by Droopy Dog and another smaller Droopy Dog. <laughs> Finally. The team up you've all been waiting for. You've heard of Meat and Potatoes. You've heard of, of Hanna-Barbera. Get ready for Tom. For, get ready for Droop and Dog and Tiny Droop and Dog. <laughs> I like Droop and Dog. Yeah, he's he's the new kid, new uh, new cool 
Droopy dog, drooping dog. <laughs> drooping dog. Drooping dog. Man, I, I love to get that drooping dog ice cream whenever we go to the science center. <laughs> See ice cream astronauts eat. It's the dogs of the future. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they just fucking die in this, like, house fire. Uh, and then we cut to... I don't even remember, like, how they... Oh, no, they got washed... They wash up in, like, the river. Mm-hmm. And Tom has a moment where he's like, he can't find Charity. He's like, please, please be out there. Like, I like I promise I won't say anything bad to you. I'll never, like, like mistreat you or anything. And Jerry, like, in the middle of him, like, saying this, like, pipes up. And he's like, you promise? He's like, yes, I promise. I promise I'll never <laughs> hurt you. He's like, you promise? I'm like, yeah, promise. And then he realizes that he's alive. Uh, Classic. And immediately tries to kill him. Um, yeah, you know, they're back to their old tricks. And then uh, we cut to a train and Robin walks in with Tom and Jerry onto this train car that looks like a mansion, like interior. They're not in. Are they in a train? I'm pretty sure they're in a train. I Did I look down? I thought they were in like a very nice apartment somewhere that her dad owned. Maybe, but there's a, a long train sequence and I thought... They were just still on that train. Oh my god, they might be, I don't know! This is a Snowpiercer situation. Uh, we do see uh, somebody has a newspaper where the headline reads, Heroes! Cat and Mouse Save Billionaire Heiress! Not Cat and Mouse Save Child! Nope. <laughs> Never would say that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Tom and Jerry, just like JK, they didn't die, they live on a train now. Uh, end of the movie. <laughs> like they get backed up to their old antics and then credits roll. Hmm. Uh, and that's that uh, movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> I. Uh, I. It was. I think beneficial for me to revisit this thing that has been haunting me for a while. Yeah, it's I think still it's very got, haunting. Yeah, it's got some good moments to it. I can tell that legitimate work was put in. The tone of the thing being so, you're either a pure bird. Or a devious cat or human. Like, th those are the types. <laughs> there's no nuance to the story whatsoever. There's no subtlety. There's very little conventional charm. I, I don't think I like Tom and Jerry. No. I like... <laughs> like, my favorite character probably was Lick Boot. You so sure you're pronouncing that correctly? Uh, Lick Boot. Lawrence yep. Lick Boot Esquire. So... <laughs> Mel, uh, do you want to know how this movie did, like, to the rest of the world? I, I, I do. I have one, well, I have a couple end credits tidbits I want to share. Sure. I looked through the credits for any animators' names I recognized, and I did not write down the jobs that they performed on this film. Mm -hmm. But Tony Fusilli worked on this. He did, he's worked with, um, Brad Bird before another bird! <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. Right. Like, I think I've got, I have the art book of The Incredibles, and I know some of his concept art is in there. And I also saw the name Mark Dindle, who directed the greatest animated film known to man, Cats Don't Dance. Oh, wow. You know, I could see a little bit of that. In, yeah. In God, if oh. only this movie had the same craft in it that Cats Don't Dance has. Yeah, I did. I think... Maybe if this was an original IP and not Tom and Jerry, hmm. I, I could get down with these characters a little bit more. Like, like all dogs go to heaven. I don't know those characters from anything. No. 
It, they yeah. are unique to that movie, and that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I like them because I'm meeting them in that movie. Like, yeah. in, in this movie, you're reintroduced to Tom and Jerry, but as a as an abstract version of them that are sentient and talk. Yeah, and also they don't like each other, and that makes it difficult for the audience to like them. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> that was also- a big <laughs> Also, the Tom, according to this, uh, these credits in the music section, the Tom and Jerry theme was performed by the National Philharmonic Orchestra of London. <laughs> Good for them. They get a lot right. of work. <laughs> right. Like, let's take a break from performing, like, um, I don't know, Mozart. No, he worked on the piano. I can't name anybody who's written a full <laughs> orchestra. But whatever classy old powdered wig guy that is, let's take a break and we're uh... going to do the Tom and Jerry theme. Is Chopin, is Chopin just piano, or did he do orchestra too? Man, I don't know. Um, okay. Who did a whole orchestra? Uh, who wrote in the Hall of the Mountain King before it was in the social network? I who think it that? was the Mountain King. I think he wrote it himself. <laughs> That's his musical autobiography. This is my hall. This is what it sounds like every day. Uh, but yeah, uh... The way the rest of the world responded to Tom and Jerry when it was released was a was the, big, a big failure. <laughs> was this movie in theaters? It was in theaters uh, for a little bit. Uh, the budget of this movie was three point five million. Mm-hmm. The box office revenue was three point six million. Worldwide? Uh, I don't know about that. It, it doesn't say, but I mean, maybe it was re- released in. Canada and the U.S. So, what else came out this week in uh, American Robin Hood, cinemas? Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, definitely see that one instead. And so I married an axe murderer. Whoa! Whoa! What a summer! Yeah. Oh, also a uh, Rising Sun with uh, Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. I don't know this movie. I am googling movies of summer 1992. Oh, A League of Their Own. Encino Man, Cool World. Oh wait, Tom and Jerry was theatrical released in 1993. Oh, I, maybe in, it was only in Canada in 1992. What? Yeah, it, it uh, when it lists it, it lists it as a 1992 like animated movie. I don't know. Weird, contradicting information from hmm. uh, Wikipedia. Wouldn't you know it? Hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Siskel and Ebert gave us two thumbs down. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see why. Yeah, this is, if you didn't have nostalgia for this movie, or if you weren't like a big nerd for assorted Hanna-Barbera properties and canons. Yeah. Not sure. I would say, look up the fig and lick boot dance scene. You didn't like it. I find it... I like it because it's so strange and so different than every other animated movie, dan- you know, song and dance number. Yeah. Uh, also look up the You Can Talk scene from Tom yes. and Jerry. There's yes. a lot of fan animations along that scene, and that's very fun. I like that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to end this little uh, look in Tom and Jerry with a teaser for the future? Yes, for the next episode, or just the future in general as a concept? The future of Tom and Jerry. Uh, What's the future of Tom? What is the last thing Tom and Jerry did? Tom and Jerry will be a 2021 movie. (gasps) They're doing it again, and it's supposed to be a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of live-action animated twist. 
Oh my god. Uh, starring Chloe Grace Moritz, Michael uh, Pena, ah, Ken Jong, Rob Delaney. Ah, ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, Scott Bradley is doing the music. I wonder if that's the Scott Bradley. Ooh, nope. Scott. Oh, it's not Scott Bradley. It's not Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox. It's the original composer of Tom and Jerry. Uh, ah, hmm. But yeah, so that's uh, a thing that I'm sure we'll do uh, maybe a reaction to when it comes out. Yeah. I, I am intrigued by this concept. I also wonder... <laughs> I wonder if the Starling family has ever shown up again in Tom and Jerry canon. Because I feel like just to have Falcon Starling in your back pocket as this, like, rich adventurer guy, they can do more with him. Yeah. Yeah, there's more to do. Yeah. Uh, Is his real name Falcon, like we guessed? Please confirm. Uh, or don't, and let us leave live in mystery. Yeah. Which is what I'm going to do. Yeah, if his I name's just ju- like Stanley, we're going to be real disappointed. Yeah, let us believe it's Falcon, and don't you dare try and tell us it's anything else. Falcon Victor Starling. Falcon Victor Starling. Victor Falcon Starling. Mm, I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the Tom and Jerry movie. Uh, don't recommend. Uh, <laughs> but fun to watch like scenes from, I'd say. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us walk down our nostalgic movie past with this movie. Um, uh, let's talk about what we're watching next. Normally, yeah. uh, Mel, you picked Tom and Jerry this time. Yeah. Um, the next movie, uh, or the next thing we're watching would normally be my pick, but we're actually having a guest on the next episode who's mm-hmm. picked her own choice. Uh, Mel, do you want to tell them what we're watching next week? <laughs> We are having my friend Jack on, and we are going to be watching the film Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure, which is a movie, a very obscure movie that opened in theaters in like 2014, maybe? Uh, Absolutely bombed. Nobody saw this thing. It was like a joke of ours for a long time. We eventually did see the film. It's so strange. And uh, nobody believes that it exists, so we're going to cover it. We're doing two movies in a row. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you believe it? So yeah, l- tune in for that uh, next week. Uh, or sorry, in the next two weeks. I uh, thank you guys uh, so much for listening. If you guys want to talk to us online about the show, uh, you can talk to us on, e- in our e- on email, in our email, using the email SaturdayMOPod. You can talk to us on Twitter, at SaturdayMOPod. Uh, if you want to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, uh, one, that would be amazing and would help uh, people find our podcast. Uh, and two, uh, if you do leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll read that on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you leave a five-star review anywhere else and send us a screenshot, we'll read it there, too. Um, if you want to talk to me on, on Twitter, I'm at James Wilk. Mel? I am at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T, on Twitter and Instagram. And go find the Whatnots network of podcasts. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts in a U T S. And we, uh, I'm on two podcasts on that network: the Review Show, which is a weekly pop culture book club. We talk about all kinds of different things, mediums, genres. It's just a grab bag of whatever my host and I feel like covering. In the Captain's Log, which is even less formatted than that. It's just our off-topic chat show. Yeah, please listen to all these wonderful podcasts, and please keep listening to this one. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Guys, relax, kick back, 
It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Big brave pussycat. Yeah, picking on a little teensy winksy mousy. He'll feel guilty for this for the rest of his days. First time out in the cold, right? And instead of being pals, you're fighting like a cat and a mouse. They are a cat and a mouse, Pugsy. That's true, Frankie, but they gotta learn to be pals or they ain't gonna make it out here. True, too? All too true, too. Frankie the Flea is the name. I'm of French extraction. <laughs> that just means before he met me, he lived on a poodle. <laughs> I've been on the streets two years now. My owners left me behind when they moved. The name is Pugsy. What's yours? I'm Tom. I'm Jerry. You, you talked! Well, sure I talked. What do you think I am, a dummy? You said it. I didn't. Ah, you little pipsqueak. I ought to... Hey! How come you never spoke before? Well, there was nothing I wanted to say that I thought you'd understand. And there still isn't. All right, that does it. You little... Boy, boy you get me angry. Ah, 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 I told you before. You guys have got to learn to be friends. Absolutely. Pugsy and me's been through thick and thin. And thin and thinner. You gotta fight to survive. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Uh, that is not my favorite expression, Frankie. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> 